0: Jesus is calling. Hey, this is Lee Snow, the preacher for the Warm Springs Road Church of Christ here in Columbus, Georgia, and you have found our podcast. We hope that this message inspires you, that it equips you, and that it builds your faith in Jesus Christ like never before. If you have any questions or you want to tell us your story, we'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to reach out at any time. We are here for you, we're here for each other, and most importantly, we're here for the Lord. The precious blood of Jesus. Hey, church, listen, you're either in one of two categories right now. You're either in the category that's at work and working harder than you've ever worked in your entire life because they have deemed you as essential. And so the community and city and society needs you to get to work and work harder than you ever have. Or you're in the group that's at home and you're about to go absolutely insane if your son or daughter doesn't just go outside for five minutes and give me a little break. You know, there's a lot of people that are using outside as a way to get their break. In fact, I'm at Cooper Creek Park right now, and I see people walking by and running by, and they're using the outdoors to allow themselves to to get out and to have a little bit of exercise. You know, the book of Colossians has a lot to do with walking. And that's a lot to say about how we walk with God, not in the way that these people are walking by together, but, but in the way that we interact with our God. And I think it has a lot to say about how we should interact with him right now, given our current situation. Colossians 1, verses nine and 10 says, "And, and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. We need his knowledge and his spiritual understanding and his wisdom. Why? So that we can walk in a manner that is worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Colossians 2 and verse 6 says, therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. The way that we interact with God, the way that people see us interacting with God has a lot to do with how, how we're living worthy of the name that he has given us the name Christian, the name follower of Jesus or disciple. We have a lot to do with how people see God through the way that we walk with him. In fact, in Colossians 4 and verse 5, he says this, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use or fully redeeming the time. We need to make the best use of our time. So that people on the outside of Jesus can see who Jesus is, how, by the way, that we walk with him. So how do we do that? How do we increase our walk with God? Here's five ways that you can have a closer walk with God. Number one is find peace in him. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 through 17 is our text. And so if you'll open up there or it'll be on the screen. You ready? Colossians 3. 15. And let the peace of Christ dwell in your hearts or rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called into one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and wisdom, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your heart to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him." So, number one, five steps to a closer walk with God. Number one, you find your peace in Him. You need to find your peace in Him. You know, find, finding peace in God is something that we can see through the life of Paul. He went through all of these hardships, and if you, if you have time this week, which you either have no time or all the time in the world, read 2 Corinthians chapter seven through eleven. Read the horrible things that Paul had to go through. Now. Through all of that, through hardships, through shipwrecks, through endangerment by his fellow man, by, in, through beatings and trials and, and court proceedings and arrests and everything else, Paul had one church that backed him more than any other church, he says. And that was the church at Philippi. And he says, because of your support, because of your love, and in their financial support, Paul was able to say that confidently he could do everything through Christ who strengthened him, Philippians 4 and verse 13. But right before that, he he gives us an insight into his mind when it comes to finding his peace in God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious in anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds In Christ Jesus. How do we allow God to give us peace? How do we find our peace in God? Well, it comes primarily from putting our reliance in him, relying on him to know that even though we don't understand what's going on, even though we don't know when we're going to get back to work, even though we don't know when the society might start back up again, even though we don't know when we might be able to go on another trip or something like that, even when we don't know when we might be able to meet together in our buildings for worship again, we need to understand that we are relying on him now, we're also relying on epidemiologists and doctors and nurses and government officials and our president and so forth, and we need to be praying for them. In fact, Paul says in Second Timothy, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, that we need to be praying for those people, especially during the time of a pandemic when they're trying to lead us the best that they can, and they don't understand what's going on just like we don't understand what's going on. We need to be praying for them. But more than ever, we need to put our reliance in God to know that even though we don't understand what is happening, it is going to be okay. And if we don't, we come in very uh, close contact with, with the, the danger of leaving our first love, like the church in Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 did, where he says that he, you have abandoned your first love. Don't forget that God is still in control. And find your peace in him. Number two, of five steps to a closer walk with God. Number two, let him dwell within you. Colossians chapter three, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You know, richness is not uh, a new subject in the book of Colossians when we come to chapter three. In fact in chapter 1 verse 27 he says, to them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the, the glory of this mystery which Christ in, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. God chose to make known through the Old Testament people the mystery of God and give us richness. He gave us richness, not the kind of richness that we were hoping for our stimulus check, not the kind of richness that we're talking about when we, when we you know, sell a company that we founded or something like that. But the richness that we really need, which is the the, the undaunting reliance on God and the knowledge that He is living within us, that no matter what happens. It will be okay because I found my peace in him and he dwells within me. The word of Christ, that phrase in Colossians 3, verse 16, is pretty interesting. This is actually the only time that that phrase is used in the New Testament. But it harkens back to things like John chapter 12 and verse 48, where Jesus says, the one who rejects me does not receive my words, has a judge. The words that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. You see, we need to let the word of Christ dwell in us, not only because it gives us peace, but also because 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, it gives us the way of righteousness and it tells us what we need to do to fix things when we step out of line in our walk with God. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly abundantly than we ask or think according to the power that is work within us, He is able to do more than we could ever imagine if we will just allow him to live within us and work within us. We need to have our peace in him. We need to find our reliance on him. But also, you and I as followers of Jesus need to have Jesus living within us. And the only way to do that, Colossians 3.16 says, is to allow the word to dwell within us. Jesus lives in you and lives in me through the things that he has taught us and through the way that he's taught us how to live. So how do we know about these riches? Well, Ephesians chapter one, verse seven says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. You know, if we back up to Colossians chapter one, verse 27, it says that we have riches the mystery of glory, which is Christ in you. Christ needs to be living inside of us, and we need to be living inside of Jesus. We find the riches and, and his, his dwelling through our acceptance of the gospel, through our obedience to the gospel, and through our forgiveness of sins. And once we have become forgiven of our sins, Jesus then lives within us, through the way that he's taught us how to live so number one we need to find our peace in him number two we need to allow him to dwell within us he needs to become the way that we see the world he him living through us and living within us allows us to change the way we see the world our worldview and allows us to move on to a worldview that understands that god is in control number three colossians 3 verse 16 We need to worship him with everything that we have. Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Listen, folks, you get out of worship what you put into worship. And I'm not talking about what you do in a building. The the beautiful thing that has happened from this pandemic is the fact that Christians now understand that we are the church wherever we are. And preachers have been saying it for the last 2000 years, but people had forgotten that. But thankfully, God has used this negative to bring about a positive. And that is we understand that you and I are the church wherever we live, wherever we are, wherever we worship. You can worship in your home. You can worship somewhere else. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't come together. In fact, we need to come together because we need each other. It's another great thing that this pandemic has taught us is that you and I need each other more than we ever understood. But also, we need to understand that, that wherever you are when you worship, like this Sunday or like last Sunday, when you sit down in front of your TV to watch a worship stream with your family, you get out of that worship which you put in it. Don't allow yourself to become flippant when you're sitting on your couch. Don't allow yourself to become flippant when you're sitting in a pew in a month or two, when we're back in our building, you need to worship him with everything that you have. You see, what I think we need to do is take the pledge to ourselves to sing louder, to pray harder, to study deeper, and to give with everything that we have in our worship to God. And when we take, that time to sit together and to remember his death on the cross through the Lord's Supper this Sunday and the next Sunday and the next Sunday, I want you to remember even harder than you ever have. Let this Sunday's Lord's Supper mean more to you than any Lord's Supper that has ever existed. Not just because it's Easter, but more importantly, because you have been given another day to worship God, number one, we need to find our peace in Him. Number two, we need to allow Him to dwell within us. Number three, we need to worship Him with everything that we have. Number four, we need to live by Him and live through Him. Colossians three, verse seventeen: Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's not enough to leave your devotion at the door of the church. It's it's not enough to allow yourself to realize that you have gone five or six days without even thinking about God. He needs to change the way that you think. Whatever you do, that's not just talking about in worship, folks. I know that we need to do everything in worship by the authority that He's given us. But that's talking about when you leave your house in the morning and you go to work. That's talking about when you're at your house tomorrow and you're dealing with some hardship. You're dealing with your child has drawn all over the walls. You need to allow him to tent everything that you think about and every action that you take. You need to live by and through him. And finally, number five, five steps to a closer walk with God. You need to give thanks to him. Colossians 3, verse 17 ends with this, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We need to give him thanks. We need to be thankful for what he's given us. We are sitting in a time of uncertainty. We need to be thankful for this time of uncertainty. We are sitting in a time of financial ruin for some. We need to be thankful for that. Now, does that mean that God sent the pandemic? No, of course not. What it does mean is that he uses negatives to bring about positives. And right now, God is trying to use this pandemic to get you to think. And so we need to be thankful for what he's given us. We might've lost our jobs recently. We might be looking at the fact that we're probably going to lose our jobs. We might be looking at the fact that we're dealing with symptoms right now. And I just started coughing. I'm getting kind of short of breath. But we need to realize that He has given us another day to walk with Him. And if we will take these five steps and walk closer with Him in how we interact with Him, if we will find our peace in Him, if we'll understand that He has protected us and that we we will allow Him to live within us, If we will worship him with everything that we have and wake up in the morning with a song on our heart and close our eyes at night with a prayer to him, thanking him, if we will, we will allow him to decide how we act and everything that we do be done in word or deed through the way that he's taught us to live. If, if we will thank him for what he's given us, we will have a closer walk with God. Now, the one thing that comes out in all of these steps is the idea of intentionality. You and I have to be intentional. You will not, you will not get a closer walk with God if you are not trying to get a closer walk with God. And so I hope this week that you are intentional. And I hope over the next few days that you can grow your walk with God more than ever. Take tomorrow and read the book of Philippians. Get, dive deep into his word, not just when we're studying on camera, but every single day that you have a chance to get some time to sit down, to pray, and to sing, and, and just to think about who he is. And your walk with God will become stronger and stronger to the point that you can say, whatever comes my way, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. I hope you have a great day, and I'm praying for you.